Praise God and praise God for both Mrs. Surridge and Mrs. Elwine. When uh, Mrs. Surridge was at the 8.30 service and was totally uh, caught unawares that we were going to be showing that. And so her face lit up the inner sanctuary over there uh, with her joyful embarrassment. We are well blessed, as we've said before, and because of all of you, your time, your treasure, your talents, we come together here as the family of God, and for that I thank you. And so, um, God's continued blessings to be upon all of us as we walk with Christ. Um, and as we, uh, may the words of my mouth, the meditations of my heart, uh, be acceptable and pleasing to you, O oh my Lord, my rock, and my Redeemer. Amen. And God gives that to us. He reminds us that we are, uh, that He is our rock and our Redeemer no matter what. Today, we're taking a look at the term of generosity. Um, and there was a slide maybe for that. Uh, and so while they're quickly looking at that, you can look on your, uh, the front of your bulletins and take a look at that that picture, because today we're taking a look at practicing the spirit of generosity uh, as far as uh, what it means to be generous. And God does that often for us. Every day, every moment, God is pouring out his generosity. Uh, and to just get us in the mindset of generosity, uh, let me just ask this. When you go out to dinner, if you go out to dinner, how much do you tip? What's a good tip? Don't, don't shout it out because you're going to turn to the person next to you and share with them what you normally tip if you tip something. Ready? Turn to the person next to you and just say, what do you normally tip? Go. So, over in Europe, I understand, they don't even do tipping. It's pretty much all encompassed in, in, in the bill. Over here in America, we kind of tip. And I'm loving nowadays that they have the, at the very bottom, uh, it used to be like 10, 15, 20. Now it's like 15, 18, 20, 22. I've seen 20, 25, 30. I've seen all kinds of different things where they try and get you to tip. Uh, Patty and I were on vacation, and last week uh, we were up in... Uh, Lake Tahoe, and we went to a place called Whitecaps up on the North Shore. And our wait staff were amazing. They brought out the food. It was hot. They set it down. Every time I took a drink out of my cup, uh, they were uh, a drink of water. They were filling it back up with water. They were just very attentive, almost overly attentive, but they were very attentive. And then as Patty and I were coming down the Eastern Sierras and, and down 395, we stayed in Bishop, went out to dinner at a place there, and it was shoulder season, swing season. And so it wasn't as attentive at the restaurant that we went to. And the food kind of came out coolish. Uh, and the, the service was intermittent. And it was, uh, it, it, it was a longer meal than we had planned on. Uh, but that was okay. We had no place to go. And so at the end of dinner, in the late evening, what do you think we tipped? Don't answer that out loud. But was the tip at Whitecaps and the tip at the place that we went to in Bishop, would you have tipped the same, different, or what? And I actually thought about that as I was driving down 395 the next day thinking, 
I actually tipped the same at both places. And I did because was it their fault that this might have not have worked out the way I wanted? And was it just that these folks up here were any better or any worse? And I realized that both places, it was I appreciated their service to the table, to Patty and myself and whoever we were with at dinner. And it was an enjoyable experience. And I thought about that in preparation for today's message of when it comes to God and his church, am I tipping God? Am I doing that? Am I honoring God with my time and treasure and talents? And I know some of you are saying, oh my gosh, I come to church here once and the pastor's talking about money. Well, actually, the Bible talks about money way more than I do. There's like 500 verses on prayer and 500 verses on love and like 2,300 verses on money. And God knows that, number one, he loves a cheerful giver. And number two, we have a problem because when we try and pull money out to give back to God and to, to his ministries, it's sometimes difficult. And I'm right there with you. If you're paying tuition or you're making house payments or you're paying off credit card or medical things, paying God back out of the abundance that he's given to you is tough. But if we don't know about it, then we'll never know what we should or shouldn't be doing. I think about yesterday. I did a, a officiated a wedding in Oak Glen uh, yesterday. And so driving out there and then coming back and being together with the family of, of the bride and groom uh, was a celebratory event. And they're, uh, they're loosely connected with Salem and so uh, through, through, uh, through families here. And so it was a pleasure and a joy. But one of the passages that they chose was Romans chapter 12, verse 9. Love must be sincere. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. So do you think when they were done with their wedding vows that they said, you know what, I'm just going to give maybe 10% into this marriage. Or maybe I'll just give 50% into this marriage. No, they were all in. They were 100% saying, what's mine is yours, what's yours is mine. I think that's right. I'm all in in this relationship. It's 100% invested. And I think when we come with hearing the words that Craig Olson shared with us about time, treasures, and talents, it's all God's, and God's all in. To the point where he said, I'm all in and spread out my, his arms for you and for me on the cross to sacrifice everything so that you and I will have life. And out of that, I want to go back to God and say, Lord, you gave me 100% I'm all in. I want to give 100% back to you. But God says, no, no, no. Don't worry about that. I'm going to give you 100%. But be cheerful as you give back, as you serve, as you share, as you celebrate together. Just make sure you're honoring me. 
Now, the Bible talks about 10%, and some people say, well, wait a second, Pastor, is that before taxes or after taxes? Well, let me, let me share some Old Testament and New Testament information for you. 10% was gross to the temple, not gross, gross, but gross income to the temple, but it didn't stop there. They also had other feasts and celebration taxes. They had Jewish taxes. They had Roman taxes. There has been studies done by our seminary folks that 65 to 67% of a person's income went to taxes back in Jesus' day. Can you imagine that? Two-thirds of everything that you brought in going right out the door. And that's even before housing. That's even before food. That's even before whatever you needed to pay. So when we think about it, God says, you know what? Give, give cheerfully. And I'll lead it here and say, all right, 10% is always a goal. But there's never been someone that I've met when giving 10% to the church hasn't been joyful and said, I want to give more. I want to give to Olu. I want to give to Crean. I want to give to Concordia. I want to give to Lutheran Hour Ministries. I want to give to Charity on Wheels. I want to give and give and give. And when we get in that mindset, when we start thinking about giving the way God gives, it's amazing. And I'll tell you, uh, in, unless you knew what's going on, I'm just going to take a couple minutes and walk through this because unless you know, uh, you'll, you'll never know the ask. You'll never know what's going on. And I say that because this past week, I sat in the presence of a master recyclist. A master recycler. Nick Cagliano came in to our fourth grade students and talked about all kinds of recycling. And he's an engineer. He knows what he's talking about. And all the things that I used to throw in the recycling bin, styrofoam, palm tree fronds, sofas, mixed metals, everything that I threw in there, Nick said, no, that's not what you should be throwing in there. It pretty much comes down to plastic is one and two cardboard flattened and paper and then your aluminum cans because they can recycle those over and over and metal cans it was like this huge thing that i thought you could recycle down to a few things and there's other reasons why that and i you can ask nick about recycling or just go to simplyrecycling.com or what's the what's the RecyclingSimplified.com and you can find out what you can or can't. And I'm saying that not because uh, uh, it's, it's a, uh, we're going on a recycling thing, although Friday was National Recycling Day, but it's because this picture caught my eye. As this person is giving out their hand and going forward, and 30 days a month we are giving of our time, treasures, and talents. But right down here, there's a little green leaf, and I'm reminded that God says, we're also stewards and shepherds of our environment, our neighborhood, our culture, our earth, uh, for ourselves, our children, our grandchildren, and beyond. And so when we start thinking about how do we recycle, um, that was very informative. But also, it ties in I didn't know that, I'd still be throwing the couch in there, and I'd still be throwing styrofoam and palm fronds and everything else that I shouldn't into the recycling. Well, in the same way in the church, 
to know what you should or shouldn't or what we're doing or not doing is a good thing as well. I'll be real candid. 10% of every single dollar that you give goes to our missions. Our, we tithe to missions. We want to be out in the community. We want to be helping out beyond our campus. And so 10% goes to that. There's another chunk that goes to providing salaries for the people that Craig mentioned. And, and salaries that, to be able to have Zach and Crystal and, and Brooke uh, being able to, and others doing what they do. And there's another chunk that goes to the mortgage and the campus facilities and keeping this place going so that our children and students and families and all of us can come and have a place. And there's a chunk at the end that goes to programs for our youth and our children, our women's and men's ministries. And so all of the stuff that you give to us as God commands us to give cheerfully goes to help this ministry. And if you haven't thought about it, look at and say, how much am I currently giving? And if God's saying at least 10% of your income, where am I on that? And Lord, as I prayerfully consider this time, treasure, talent, stewardship sign-up, where do I want to be? What do I want to do with your money, Lord? And what do I want to do with your time, Lord? And what do I want to do with your talents that you've given me, Lord? Let me know where that is. When Patty and I were up in Tahoe, we were told about these little chickadees. Uh, not W.C. Fields chickadees, but actual little birds chickadees. Ever, anybody ever heard of chickadees? I was told, and so we went up on the Tahoe Rim Trail, way up in the mountain on the summit, and that if you pour bread or seed or crackers broken up into your hand, these little birds will come and eat out of your hand. And that's exactly what happened. I felt like the lady, the bird lady in Mary Poppins, feed the birds, that all of a sudden you hear this whoosh and this little, little bird sits on the hand and then pecks away and takes the food and then kind of looks up at you and says, thank you, and then flies off and then comes back. And pretty soon you've got all these different birds kind of crawled around here. And I think about God doing that to you. He holds out his hands and he says, your life, your health, your blessings, your money, your everything, I've given to you. And I give to you over and over and over again. Come and eat. Come and receive. Come and be blessed. I don't know how many of you this past week went to uh, the showcase on Thursday night. Amazing to see our students uh, just be drawing and crafting and creating and potterizing. I don't know the right words for it, but putting the amazing talent that was from our art and the amazing talent up here on the stage with our chapel band and, and uh, singers and the amazing talent just across our campus and the STEM lab and I was blown away at people just taking time to share their gifts for the benefit of one another. And I look out at you and I thank you so very much, all of you, who share your gifts in so many different ways. You are a blessing 
to myself. You are a blessing to the people of Salem. You are a blessing to the campus, our community, and the world around us. And for that, I give you great thanks. I'm going to close it with this. Two things, actually. How many of you like corn? Anybody like corn? I like corn. I like the products of corn. I like all different things of corn. But I was fascinated because we don't always see corn growing up around us. But maybe you had an opportunity to see corn or go through a corn maze before Halloween, Reformation Day. Or maybe you just like to eat corn because there's great deals. There's about 800 kernels of corn for an ear of corn. And one of the fascinating things that I found that I, I always thought you just threw an ear of corn into the ground and it sprouted up and it was like one for one. <laughs> it's not. There's 800 kernels of corn and they hope for about 100 bushels, which is in a number you're going to have to look up on Google because I can't remember it, but about 100 bushels per acre. And what they do is they take an ear of corn and what they do is take 21.5 ears of corn. That's 34,000 kernels of corn. And they plant those kernels into the ground. And what comes out is seven, almost 7.3 million kernels of corn, which is about 9,125 or so ears of corn. You can do the math. 21 kernels, or 21 ears, produces over 9,000. And your gifts of time and treasure and talent, each one of us is a kernel. But when we gather together, when we're planted in God's soil, when God's sun shines on us, when his blessings rain down on us, we're able to produce abundantly. God be with you as you continue to produce abundantly. I'm going to read a Bible passage, and then we're going to close with the Lord's Prayer. And then we're going to head out and rock this world, knowing that God has given us everything, and we're called to go forward in his name. Here's the Bible passage. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 through 9. The first part is on the bottom of your time, treasure, talents sheet. Remember this, brothers and sisters, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly. That's a promise to you in case you're hesitant or fearful. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need that God provides, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Brothers and sisters, God is going to be scattering us out through the Santa Ana winds today. He's going to be scattering us out to our homes, our neighborhoods, our places of business, our places of learning, our places that we go to through this week. God bless you as you are a kernel of faith 
sharing the abundance of Christ in all that you do. Amen?